0: It's, it's meaningful, you know, every time, uh, every game. Of course, we want to, you know, you know, we want to put our best product out there. And, you know, as a team, we know we didn't do that today. So um, all we can do is go back and work and, and, and keep getting better.
1: Mulligan Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. That's QB1 That is one, Justin Fields. And, uh, you know, I always enjoy hearing from him because he always kind of, he just says the right thing most often. Don't you believe that? Well,
2: I think that he has gotten a lot better at opening up and sharing what he's really feeling, and that's that's a positive. Yep. Naturally, I believe that you saw that from day one. He is a natural leader. He is somebody that people will gravitate toward. They want to play for. He is a tough minded player. He's a tough physical player. So in every way, if you're looking for traits that Define an NFL quarterback. He's got all of them. And he shouldn't be put in situations where he has to, you know, settle Chase Claypool down. Chase Claypool's been in the league longer. He should be he should be better than that. But yeah, I would agree with you. If you're looking for any takeaway yesterday, and I don't think that there were many, but Justin Fields again represented himself pretty well and and did compete uh probably more than people would have liked for him to compete because a lot of people wanted to see him. Not play, and a lot of people moving forward want to see him sit against the Vikings.
1: Texter checks in, says Kenny Pickett has three fourth quarter game winning drives as a rookie in eleven starts. Justin Fields has zero in twenty five starts. I don't, I don't. That's not a statistic. I, I, I mean, guys dropping passes, double catching the ball on the goal line. That is, that is not a statistic yeah. that I would embrace if I were you. I think also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kenny Pickett. Uh, has a couple of receivers that were deemed better than their third Kenny receiver Pickett has, who was traded to the Bears and is
2: the number one receiver for the Bears. So, I, I love Kenny Pickett. I love the fact Thank that you. they named a rule after Kenny Pickett in college yeah. football at Pitt. I love everything he's done as a rookie. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Kenny Pickett has everything that Justin Fields doesn't Thank you. in terms of infrastructure. Yes. And the Steelers aren't all that, but they are a team that's 6-2, In the last eight, after starting 2-6, and he has receivers. He's got an offensive line in a running game. He's got a head coach who's never had a losing season. He's in a winning culture. My goodness, that's an unfair comparison. We had another texter
1: earlier in the program, and I didn't read it, but I knew it would fire you up, (laughs) who suggests that uh, he hears teams interviewing, talking about can they get Sean Payton. Why not fire Eberflus and get Payton Uh, and see if he can uh, work with the uh, quarterback. Not the worst idea I've ever heard, but nothing the Bears are going to do. I'm Hardly worthy of conversation because that's not going to happen. They're not going to fire Matt Eberflus to bring in Sean Payton. It's not going to happen.
2: Not going to happen. If no. you're asking me if Sean Payton's a better head coach than Matt Eberflus, the guy's got a Super Bowl ring. That's of the, course he is, yes. and every team with a vacancy will want to hire him this offseason in this cycle, and even some that don't. So the Bears aren't one of those teams. That's not how – you, uh, you just know it's unrealistic, so it doesn't yeah, even matter I mean. any it's further a, conversation.
1: It's difficult to even respond to it. But I did mention yeah. it because it's a fun idea, and I knew it, it wouldn't annoy Thank you. Thank you. John is listening on the Odyssey app. Hey, John, how are you? Happy New Year, by the way. I, I
2: got a Oh, question. John,
1: hold on a second. We're going to clean up that phone line. You sound like you've inhaled helium. <laughs> and that is little... on our end. That's not <laughs> your fault. Call unless, back, John. Unless, indeed, you have yeah. inhaled <laughs> helium that's how it's. sounds Happy Will. new Year. Will's in Chicago. Hey, Will. Good
3: morning, gentlemen.
2: Ah, morning. Happy Will.
3: New Year, Will. Uh, <laughs> I'm really confused at, um, this, this Tevin Jenkins situation. Um, it, it really seems to me that, you know, whether or not Ryan Pulse thinks that Tevin Jenkins is, is good at his job is sort of irrelevant. And you can obviously lump, you know, like Tom was saying, Larry Borum into this too, but, they're not Ryan Pohl's guys, so they weren't going to be on this offensive line when it mattered. And what you've now done is by putting Tevin Jenkins in the game yesterday, I thought he had been playing well enough this season to the point where you were going to be able to get a fourth rounder, maybe even a third rounder for him, where now it's going to be hard to trade him at all. So I don't know what your situation is now looking like with Tevin Jenkins. Um, well,
1: I, I don't – you know, yeah. well, God bless you. I don't know you were going to get anything for Tevin Jenkins to begin with. He ended up having a good year, and he played well for you, but he's now got an injury. And I don't know a guy that has, has had back surgery and has a neck injury. I don't know how what kind of market you have for him. He's had a good year. I would say if, if I'm evaluating him, he had a pretty oh. good year considering he didn't fit into what they were doing. But he, he, he's injured now, and I, I don't know that uh, that it's relevant.
2: When you watch him on tape... It looks pretty good he had a good year he had a good year but the tape doesn't tell you everything about it, the player's evaluation it doesn't tell you everything about the player yeah the tape is limited because the biggest problem with tevin jenkins is not his ability to block it really isn't it's apparently during the week it's, it's his, his ability, ability to, to practice, to, practice yeah. to prepare and to stay healthy yes you that, don't want him to become a guy that number you number one count a, on.
1: number one is staying healthy that's that, number one that's it that You know, they're trying to – maybe he doesn't buy in as much as other guys do. I don't know what the deal is, but maybe the injuries and all the rest of it impact his practice time. Whatever it is, they clearly don't just look at the tape with him because if you did, you'd say he's probably been their best offensive lineman this year over the course of the entire season, not in the right now.
2: That's the allure of guys like that, and that's the fear of letting guys like that go who are young enough – that they still might get past this little hurdle or or bump early in their careers about being available. But his ability to stay healthy has been been inconsistent uh, so far in his NFL career. So that would be concern me if I'm Ryan Poles, counting on that guy moving forward. Tony is in Wonder Lake. Hey, Tony.
1: Good morning, guys. Happy New Year to you and your families. Hold, hold, Tony, uh, hold on a second. We're, I mean, we're having bad audio issues, so hold on a second. Let's get back to John. He's tried to get on the Odyssey app. Hey, John, how are you?
2: Guys, can you hear me now, oh, yes. okay. hey, now. John. You
1: sound beautiful. beautiful. Thank you, buddy go ahead, John. He, he just lost him. How about that? <laughs> this is this is not good. Uh, Paulie's in Lake Forest. Hey, Paulie.
3: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I- I called about the Bears, but wasn't Warren the guy that shut down the Big Ten, but then because he was afraid everybody was going to die from the pandemic, but it was okay for his kid to play college ball?
2: No, I mean, that's That's an unfair characterization. He did shut down football in August early of 2020, about five weeks later. He reinstated it after the, the situation changed, and he did the responsible thing at the time. The movement uh, compelled him to look at things a different way. The science had changed by then. So, yes, he did the right thing by restoring football in 2020. But I don't think it had anything to do with his son playing at Mississippi State or anything else that would be an unfair characterization of that episode.
3: Okay, well, let's talk about this edict where we have to say that Fields is good because he's not a good quarterback. He's one of the top five athletes in the league. He'd be one of the top five receivers in the league. Mr. Hull, you know football. Go look. I just watched the game 16 minutes on fast forward again. Even the play where he ran out of bounds and, uh, when they were down on the three and they had already scored once and he ran out of bounds and he was totally gassed. Take a look. Comet is open over the middle. All he had to do was hang there a little bit longer and it was a touchdown. He can't find the second receiver, he barely can find the first one. He's. Reading defenses, he would be a top five receiver. You either put him at receiver and draft this kid out of USC who's the next Mahomes, or you draft he's, the kid who's the next he's
1: Mahomes. Not a, he's not available till next year. You're talking about uh, the, Caleb the, Williams, Caleb Williams, yeah, the USC next year. Thanks, Paulie. Yeah,
2: appreciate the phone call. I don't think they're moving Justin Fields. I think the concerns about him processing information quickly and getting more comfortable. As a pocket passer, those are things that represent the next stage of his development. Those are things that, frankly, I think Ryan Poles even alluded to in the pregame show with Jeff Joniak about wanting to see that growth. You're going to see it. You've seen it this season. Justin Fields yes. has gotten better as a passer, and he will continue to blossom. You don't look at his body work there this year and think, though, your conclusion is we can't win with that guy. Yeah, I. I, I that's I, not, that's the not the conclusion I conclu- would reach. I
1: mean, I you know honestly, beyond belief. The conclusion is: help that guy, help that guy, block for that guy, get him a receiver, surround I mean, him with it, it, talent. There you go,
2: and then you'll see what you have yeah. in, in a more fair evaluation and a in a more complete picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, who he's a he's a um, he's a really uh, an amazing talent, and I, I I think the rest will come. Um, but man, that that is rough stuff. JC is in Oakland. Hey, JC.
0: Hey, man, I'm enjoying both of you guys. You're very astute at the game uh, and commentating because that is exactly my same uh, synopsis about uh, the Bears quarterback. You get him, surround him with uh, talent, get him an offensive line, get him a good uh, blockbuster running back, and get him, oh boy, if Marvin Harrison Jr. came to the Bears. Wow. Oh boy. Oh. But look, this is what I called to talk about. I was very let down by Ryan Day not cashing in on momentum to beat Georgia. Here you have the quarterback get the ball down to the 30. You have almost 40 seconds left, two timeouts, and you know that Georgia is going to bring the house because they want to get you out of field position. So what do you do? You you throw a screen pass. You uh, end around anything to get the ball a few more yards down and get it closer to the center of the field right. and you win the game. I mean, Stevie Wonder can see that.
2: <laughs> Thanks for the phone call, JC. I, I appreciate that. I, I think you're right. When I was watching that game, oh my god, it felt like Ryan Day got to, way too conservative. All this talk all game about how, what, he's all gas, no brakes, and then all of a sudden – when you have the ball and a chance to to make the field goal more makeable, you all of a sudden, you, you, you tap the brakes and you take your foot off the pedal and all of those things happened, you made you increased the degree of difficulty at a time where you should have stayed aggressive and done what got you there. So Ryan Day, hey, Jim Harbaugh, and I'm a Harbaugh guy, we talked about it earlier, neither one of those coaches had their best day when the, their teams needed them to.
1: The fact that you had a you know, you're settling on a 50 yard field goal. I, I'm sitting there, and I, I literally, really, like, do you realize that that this kid, I- this is like, this is a huge ask. Huge. This is, this is unbelievable. And you know, it wasn't even lined up. I made his foot went. You know, the ball, bo- the ball follows your non-kicking foot when you plan it. That directs it. The poor kid was. Not even – it wasn't even in wasn't the wasn't close. Noah code. Ruggles, the Ohio State yeah. kicker. I thought oh, of you
2: when he went onto the field because earlier in the season you had referenced, boy, the Bears are taking a lot for granted by just thinking Cairo Santos can hit from 50. Oh, my God. And Ohio State made the same faulty assumption about their guy. Yeah. And I know that he may have had a great season and career, but don't put him in that spot. Make it easy as, – as easy as he, he possibly can have it and run in the ball. You you really got scared, yeah. and you played like you were afraid, and that's not how you got to that point of the season or in that game.
1: Texture checks in. I think this might have been the guy with the Kenny Pickens stuff. You, Mully, you can poo-poo the fourth-quarter comeback stats, all, but we all know that you and David and the rest of the cheerleaders on the score would be singing Justin Fields' praises if he actually pulled one off.
2: Yeah, that's not a fair th- comment either. But I,
1: that, but I would definitely be as a as a cheerleader. I would definitely be uh, cheering if he did that, and re 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 kick him in the knee, ras <laughs> ras rant, rant, rant. Don't even get started. <laughs> okay, that's that's
2: an oldie but a goodie.
1: <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I'm here for you. All right, Tony's back. He's in Wonder Lake. Sorry, Tony. That's okay, guys. Happy New Year
4: to you and your families. Thank Bless you. You. Uh, you too. Be- before you guys went on break gentleman called about the way getsy handled the game plan Mm -hmm. you know I, i wanted to expand on that a little bit you know every time it seems justin gets banged up and they lose that option they don't have anything in place to move forward with a solid game plan using his talents rather than having him rush or leave the pocket now if these questions aren't coming up during the week well shame on them you know i do realize that they're deficient in depth and talent But at the same time, it it almost seems like these questions aren't even coming up. Like they're expecting this kid to be invincible for 60 minutes, and when he does get banged up and can't leave the pocket or be productive on the ground, they completely lose their focus and they lose the game plan. I'd like to hear your comments on that, guys. And thank you very much, and have a blessed 2023.
2: Thank you, Tony. God love you. Always appreciate your input, Tony. Let me say this about Justin Fields without being critical of Justin Fields. He's 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 a tough quarterback. Yeah, he is. But I do believe this about him. I'm watching him for a couple seasons now. I think he's one of those players that you just expect every game is gonna have something wrong with him. And I don't mean that in a in a negative way. I just think he's one of those guys. He's gonna get hit a lot. He's got a lot of finely tuned, tightly wound muscle fiber that could be require stretching. He is a guy that I'm not saying he isn't hurt when he looks hurt, but I think he definitely doesn't keep a lot to himself. He suffers very loudly. That's okay. But when he's getting stretched on the sideline and looking at the iPad as he's doing it, he's not afraid to, like, conceal. I I don't think that means he's injured or impaired. So if I'm Luke Getzi to get to the big point, I'm not letting any of that bother me or affect me at all. I'm not like, oh, geez, you know, I need to protect my quarterback. This is who he is. He's a, he's a tremendous runner. Yes, he is. He's going to set a record on Sunday. No quarterback has been as prolific running the football as Justin Fields is about to be. Let him go. I, I got to tell you, I, I think, I think it's, it's
1: worthwhile to set the record. It's something you could get out of the season. It's something you could have. I don't have a problem if he wants to pursue that record. What I didn't like about the game yesterday is that I didn't feel like they could protect him. And I felt like James Houston was going to run over the left tackle on every and play. <laughs> because he did. Because, because you had Aiden Hutchinson on the other side and you had to worry about him. I can't wait to go watch the, the All-22 because I think they stopped helping Braxton Jones at some point. They lost both the guards and the, and they're, they got Hutchinson on the other side. And I think they thought that he could hold up. And as you said, the fact that – that James Houston is a is is a shorter player allowed him to get inside the guy, and as Tom told us, he's got to get out. He's got to he's got to stop the bull rush before it starts. That's that's one of the problems that he had. He was he was dropping all the way into the quarterback, and uh, and and that's how the guard got hurt. By the way, he he was also uh, dropped onto the guard. I I um, Schofield, I, I should say his name, but I I think. When that game as that went on, I was worried for Fields because clearly they weren't gonna run him anymore. Whatever happened, whatever hit he took or whatever, I don't know. I don't know how bad his shoulder is. I know he's he's played it off, but he did have a separated shoulder and he did talk about that at one point. So I felt like they the running show had ended. And now you're relying on him and he's he's always gonna believe he can make a play. That's his nature. He didn't throw the ball away on a couple of occasions when he needed to he wasn't moving as fast as he needed to, given the fact that they were coming after him and the way they did. So I felt like he was just going to get hurt, and and it really was annoying. And I thought, you know, this is this game is out of control. I, this game is out. I, of I'm reach. with you. They're, you know, they're so far ahead, the only way you could catch him would
2: be to throw. And the one thing you don't want to do is throw. No, because they sacked seven times. I tweeted out that I would have sat him the fourth no, quarter. No question. But sitting him the fourth quarter because of the circumstances you just described is much different for me from a rationale or thought process than playing him next week. I think he plays next week because he's got to improve – everything as a passer and this gives him an opportunity you You don't want to pass up the
1: the other thing is it's another start on his resume yes it's it's good to start games for quarterbacks Uh, you know if if things start going awry as they went in that game sit him down I, I got no problem with that but I would start him I think that there is value to him being on the field if they wanted to they could come out today and just say oh he's in concussion protocol it turned out by the way what the hell's going on with concussion protocol? We need to get protocol? to that. But there's gotta, a flaw in
2: the process. A,
1: if a guy Huge. is cleared to play and winds up in the hospital with blurred yeah. vision, give me a
2: break. Biggs time next, but let's get to that because yes. that's
1: a really good point. All right, we'll get to Brad Biggs, our guy. He's uh, gotten off his plane. He's back. <laughs> Biggs, he has landed, and Biggs time is next. It's Mully and Hall on the score. The Brad Biggs.
3: Biggs time. Biggs. With
1: Mully. Time. The Bigs Report with Brad Biggs.
5: Bigs time. Big His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs>
1: Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio six seven of the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score hotline, Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Big Z! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what, Brad. First, let's start with a happy new year to you. And uh, I thought it would be a good year to to watch the Bears. I thought 23, everything was changing. But uh, it was a continuation of the 2022 season. And frankly, that was the worst loss they've suffered. And that was going on the road. It was a playoff atmosphere. It was a team that wanted to uh, – had to win the game and bounce back from being crushed the week before. And, man, were the Bears bad in that game. Just awful.
6: Yeah, you know, they, they had uh nice opening scoring drive, and we've seen that happen consistently for the Bears this season. Uh, they then get the field goal on the second possession and, um, and, and then the trap door, uh, opened up and the bears fell right through it. You know, typically in an NFL game, there's some ebb and flow, you know, a team will make a big run, kind of be stopped a little bit. The other team will battle back some, there, there was no battle back from the bears, uh, Sunday in Detroit, they they just got uh, pummeled after after the scoring the ten points there.
2: Five hundred four yards, the Lions gained. Brad, it reminded me of the Eagles against the Bears way back in 2013, I believe it was. And so there was, a lo- you know, there was little effort and it was a lot of embarrassment. And I just wonder, as much as you've been around this team the past couple decades. How low of a watermark was this? Was this the most embarrassing effort you've seen? How does it compare to others that, unfortunately, are, are fresh in your memory?
6: Yeah, I, you know, I the in, the, in that Eagles game is sort of the benchmark for um, pathetic uh, Bears showings and ineptitude, and it's magnified because you know that team, believe it or not, had a shot at the postseason and went out there and just got dismantled by uh, Chip Kelly and the boys uh, in in Philadelphia. So this isn't anything like that, right? The Bears didn't have postseason aspirations to play for at Detroit, but it's still, you you know, like who – where are the young players that are being developed? Like who can you prop up and say, hey, late in the season here – you know, we like a little bit of this. And and that's the problem with yesterday's game. You understand losses. They've accumulated at a rapid rate. They've been playing ball for 103 years. They're now in their longest losing streak ever of nine in a row. Some believe this was part of the plan. They stripped down the roster. Listen, they didn't plan to be this bad. I, I think probably the goal would have been going out there, you, you have some guys that you identify along the way that can really help you out moving forward. You win five or six games. Like they they are devoid of difference makers right now. And that's, what's really problematic about a game like yesterday, the coaches are going to have to work overtime to scrub the game film and say, well, we, we got a little bit of this from these guys and, and we feel good about that effort. There's just, it, it's really difficult.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think part of the problem, Brad, is that there is very little to hang your hat on. You know, I, it, the the Justin Fields evaluation, if you will, the field season and the way that he's kind of grown as a player and and become this great weapon in the running game, that is the only thing that you can kind of rely on with this team. And I think that that has changed, you know, when, when he has – a a bad passing game when you get nothing done on offense after uh, the first quarter, I was surprised at the level of, um, of kind of peevishness, if you will, from the fan base on the post game show. There there were a lot of people that that for the first time, I mean, during the season, it was like, well, at least Justin Fields played well. And now after that game, it was like, Oh my God, there's nothing here. Well, it's that time of year.
6: Yeah. And, and the passing game has been a a massive struggle all year. And you feel like when you've written that, like, Hey, it was a better passing game. There's always been an element of like, you know, it's a little bit of a stretch here, right? Like the, the bar is, is uh, the bar to clear for the bears is like at ankle level here, right? For their passing game, you know, you just kind of step over it and move forward and, and yet it was awful yesterday, and it's all 11, okay? It's all 11. None of them uh, playing well enough, and so you, you get a disaster against a terrible Lions yeah. defense, guys. That yeah. That's what you can't overlook here, is this is the worst passing offense in the National Football League getting completely dominated by a horrendous, Lions defense, like th- that's what you can't get over here. Is this is bad against bad, and Detroit's right. bad just kicked the daylights uh, out of the Bears' bad.
2: All right, Brad. So, what did you make of the Chase Claypool incident, and why is he harder to cover in the locker room than he is in the secondary? <laughs> well, he's hard to
6: cover in the locker room because the Bears make uh, injured players off limits to media. So the last couple of weeks he really hasn't been uh available. Uh and what was what was one of the things that was said about him coming out of Pittsburgh was maturity issues, was you know, he's into social media, uh things of that nature. So uh when you see what happened on the sideline yesterday in the game and you see him as one of the very first guys exiting the locker room uh post game, um, yeah, I, I don't think you can be surprised uh, you should probably be surprised by the complete lack of production he's had when he's been on the field he did have 19 snaps in the game yesterday uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on a heater uh, since trading Chase Claypool for a draft pick that just keeps getting better and better uh, for that organization um, I believe Pittsburgh is now 6-2 since uh, dealing Claypool to the Bears Uh, Of course, the Bears haven't uh, won a game. Uh, One guy, people I talked to at the time of the trade liked it for the Bears. One guy pointed out that the Bears have paid a new car price for a used car, which I think was fair. And then another guy, he had some skepticism because he's like, listen, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers make – you know, smart decisions and they've done so for a long time. Like it's the most maybe common sense organization that there is. And so you see the Steelers make this move. You kind of go, Hmm, Uh, but the bears were in desperate need. Uh, Unfortunately, they're still in desperate need. One other point about Claypool, Uh, the bears were 32nd in the league in passing when they made the trade. Uh, They're still 32nd Pittsburgh. This is entering this weekend, guys. Pittsburgh was 24th in the league uh, at the time of the deal, uh, and the Steelers entered this week 24th. So that trade did not move the needle uh, in the passing game for either organization.
1: This segment with Brad Biggs is brought to you by global biotech company Horizon Therapeutics, where science and compassion work together to transform lives. And, Brad, you know, I'm not – going to defend what the guy did or anything, but it does underscore, perhaps, that he's feeling the same kind of pressure, and he has an understanding that this is not working. Let's put it that way, and maybe that's, you know, I guess we never look at the way the player responds to a situation. You know, it's obvious that he didn't respond well, but I would imagine that he received a ton of love when he first got here because people thought... This is going to be this missing piece and it hasn't come to fruition. And I'm sure he's hearing about it. If he's hanging around social media and I don't know anyone that believes that was a win for the bears, that trade. And, um, and now he's going to be facing a one year perform and contract. that I just think that, you know, his fortunes have shifted quite a bit. It must be hard to see the, the, uh, Steelers do well without you. And it must be difficult to understand that if you fail at two different places, and I'm, and I'm not saying that he failed in Pittsburgh because they got a lot out of him as it turned out, but you're you kind of if you're going into your third organization, that's a different type of career than the one he probably anticipated.
6: Yeah, and I think there's frustration all the all the way around. And I thought Justin Fields did a really good job of sort of um, being a captain and handling that issue and kind of wrapping his arms around it and. Um, you know, saying, like, hey, I told Clay, uh, Chase, Claypool during the game, that this isn't helping us. You know, we're all in this and and that sort of thing. So if there's an upshot from the whole thing, you know, we learn that Fields handled the situation well. He didn't seem to be uh, PO'd by it. And and maybe this can bring the two of them together a little bit. um, And hopefully – help them both be more productive next season. I'm not a guy that puts a lot of stock in the wide receivers and quarterbacks hanging out and um, playing catch in the off season. Like I don't think um, that does a whole heck of a lot for them. Uh, It doesn't make them worse, but I I don't think it necessarily uh, lends to definite increased production in the season ahead, but hopefully, uh, they can find a way to turn this into a positive.
2: Brad, great research and 10 thoughts in com. You point out that the team with the number number two overall pick, which the Bears currently have, have averaged six wins the following season, and that is data since 2000. You also point out that the of the 23 teams um, that you looked at, four have reached the playoffs the next season. I think what you're trying to say without necessarily saying it, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is going to take more than just one off season. if people are magically thinking that the $100 million in cap space and all the draft capital that is accrued is going to lead to a playoff spot in 2023. What those numbers tell me is patience will be required.
6: Yeah, it's going to require patience. And as much or more than that, it's going to require uh, the football acumen of Ryan Poles and his staff and the coaches to, to be – Uh, laser sharp right that there there isn't a lot of room for them to make some mistakes especially high profile mistakes especially mistakes involving um, you know a a lot of resources whether it be money uh, picks or both so it's um, you know it's just a long road to go because when you get to the end of the season and you look at the roster and you say okay what is there for next year what do they feel really strong about? And can you, you can use upgrades almost all over the place. The passing game is is just um, it's it's so basic and and overwhelmed in almost every situation at this point that you've got clear concerns uh, about that. I think.
1: See, I I think what you're really saying is they're going to have 12 wins in 24, right? From three to six to 12. <laughs> Do the math. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take off my shoes and socks. I'll tell you how many they'll have. It. Help. Yeah. Uh, Brad, Brad, just quickly, I'm I'm wondering about the offensive line. You know, obviously, you lose two offensive linemen. Uh, it, to start the game, it's already a battered group. And you look at what happened with Braxton Jones. I somehow feel differently about him than I did the day before. Uh, he was just steamrolled. We know he struggles with that. and uh, But it underscores there's going to be – a need for a lot of competition and a, a need to start building uh, from the, from the line back out, you know, as much as everyone wants a skill position player, I think that you got to concentrate on the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball.
6: Yeah. It's too bad. They don't have eight first round draft picks to uh, address the offense of the defensive line. So you could feel uh, pretty good about both of them. Braxton Jones really struggled yesterday. Uh, Jaquan Brisker, had a uh, had a poor game uh, as well, and and you look at that. Yeah, I mean, this Lions defense guys, they were twenty sixth in the league in right. sacks per pass play coming into the game. So uh, it's um, yeah, you're you know, Brexton Jones. Listen, he's been better than I would have thought for a fifth round pick this year. Uh, I wouldn't use a, a permanent marker to write him in on the depth chart at left tackle for next year if you can. Uh, identify a clear upgrade. Uh, why not start with a with a left tackle as part of the building block? But uh, offensive line, front seven, you have to be able to be a hell of a lot more competitive in the trenches than they've been to have any opportunity to win consistently um, on Sundays.
1: Great stuff, Brad. Always fun to catch up. Appreciate you uh, getting up early and coming on with us. Thanks, Brad.
2: Have a great day, guys.
6: Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. That is Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune. A lot of good stuff there. Oh, and, yeah. And a lot of stuff to kind of always uh, go over. We're going to get to your calls, 312-644-6767. It's Mullion
3: on the score. This is Horizon Therapeutics Bears Monday on The Score, an entire day of Bears-Lions analysis. We'll take your calls and go inside the locker room with our team of Bears experts, including Brad Biggs, Dan Widerer, the voices of Bears Radio, Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer, and Jalen Johnson. Plus your reaction, too. Only on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans. is live on the free Odyssey app.
2: Bottom of the hour brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. They're starting the new year with a $3 beer night this Friday. 7 o'clock puck drop, All State Arena, the place. They're taking on the Monsters from Cleveland.
4: Go to chicagowolves.com for your tickets. Guys, testosterone levels start to decline in your 30s. Are you dealing with a lack of energy, motivation, and possibly low libido? Well, this year, do something about it. Testosterone replacement therapy at Synergenics. They exclusively specialize in testosterone treatment and make it quick and easy to get your levels checked. And at Synergenics, you will get your results back at your first visit. So to schedule your appointment, go to fixmylowt.com. Again, that's fixmylowt.com.
2: The opening bell is brought to you by Maserati of
4: Glenview. The markets are closed today, but back on the 30th, the Dow closed at 33,147 points. That was down 73 points. You're not like everyone else, and neither are they. Visit Maserati of Glenview today or online,
7: maseratiglenview.com. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our clients' best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep. We have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Here's to us, Illinois. Long live our morning
2: rituals and our hobbies, old and new. Long live the backyard laughs and memories with our grandkids. To make sure we have the freedom to do what we love with the people we love, we all need to stay up to date on our COVID protection. For seniors, this means two vaccine doses and two boosters. Visit www.vaccines.gov to learn more. Paid for by the Illinois Department on Aging.
1: Hey, football fans, check out this great new promotion from Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. You could win Up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing their exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square for free. And if the number falls on your square, it matches the final score of the game. Guess what? You win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus and credit use, full terms and conditions. Available at betriversquares.com. You should get that Bet Rivers app. You should check it out. I've got it on my phone. I love it. All the bonus stuff, all of the specials, and of course, just looking at the lines and everything going on in the world. Must be 21 plus. Available in Illinois only. Void, where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, helps available. Just call 1 800 Gambler. When times become unpredictable for your business, you want a bank that's easily accessible and quick to assist with important issues. I'm Jeff Boundy, president of Cornerstone National Bank and Trust Company. We take pride in being a commercial bank that provides quality service on a personal level so your business can get the help they need without waiting on hold. Hear from Christine Rios from Sawing and Shearing Services.
7: Hi, I'm Christine Rios from Sawing and Shearing Services, a steel fabricator in Illinois offering steel fabrication solutions for over 30 years. When lockdowns affected our business, we struggled to find a bank that would provide the service we needed. Cornerstone National Bank helped us get a PPP loan when other banks would not answer the phone. The switch to Cornerstone was the best decision for our company. Each call feels like we have a personal assistant for our business. Cornerstone is where we belong.
1: Thanks, Christine. If you are looking for a personal touch to your banking, visit us online at cornerstonenb.com, member FDIC.
4: Hey, it's Dan Bernstein. If you're in the market for windows, then you need to call Russ Armstrong, the owner of Chicago Window Guys. They make and install all their own products and offer a lifetime warranty on all parts and labor. I recently had some windows done, and I am thrilled with them. Call the Chicago Window Guys today at 847-881-3060. And for the callers who mention my name, you get 10% off. Check out his reviews at chicagowindowguy.com.
7: Don't overpay. Don't overpay. Call us today, chicagowindowguys.com.
2: Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Valid 1229 to 125 while supplies last. Selection
3: varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase.
7: Get in zone, AutoZone.
1: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, changing your oil. You know, an oil change is a great way to get more MPGs. Right now, you can enter for a daily chance to win a $200 AutoZone gift card when you buy 5 quarts of Mobile One Full Synthetic and an STP Extended Life oil filter
2: for only $38.99.
1: Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in Zone, AutoZone.
2: No purchase required
0: and Hall flashback. 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 Flashback.
6: The bar to clear for the Bears is like at ankle level here, right, for their passing game. You know, you just kind of step over it and move forward, and and yet it was awful yesterday, and it's all 11. Okay? It's all 11. None of them uh, playing well enough, and so you you get – a disaster against a terrible Lions yeah. defense, guys. That that's what you can't overlook here. Mully
1: and hall, Chicago Sports Radio, six seven to the score. Uh, very insightful stuff from Biggs, and uh, you can't argue with that. Just just I mean, as cruel as
2: that may sound, it's a reality. Love it. Biggs always brings it yeah. every Monday morning after yeah. Bears game. Ten thoughts on Chicago Tribune.com. Mully, we got full phone lines, but I want to ask you this. This begged for a follow-up question post-game for Matt Eberflus. We weren't there. It's easy to say this. We don't know some of the circumstances. But I was just dying to know, how does he say – here's here's the information in front of us. Wide receiver Dante Pettis yep. was evaluated for a concussion and did not return. Yep. Pettis cleared concussion protocol but then experienced blurred vision and was sent to the hospital – for precautionary reasons, according to Maddie post game,
1: This is this is the greatest incongruity that I've heard uh, of. How <laughs> can you clear a concussion protocol? Yeah, oh, no, he's fine. There's nothing wrong. Well, I think he's got the blurred vision. He can play, but blurred don't let him drive. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is that? What is that? I got to tell you, what he said, yeah, he had to go to the hospital out of precaution. I... He got hit in the head, and he wound up in the hospital, but he cleared concussion protocol. What are these guys doing? It makes me wonder if Justin Fields is okay
2: because he got crunched. He got, he got hit pretty hard. And
1: he went into the yeah. tent, and they had to go through the test, and he was kind of – Sometimes know.
2: you don't know until the day after. Well,
1: that's what I'm, that's yeah, what I'm worried about. You do about. wonder that, about that. That happened with the you rookies. Do, you do in worry the about that. Yeah, division. that's
2: what Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon went through, and, and they missed a, a good amount of time because of that. And I don't want to make light of it, and we're not. Right, no. I think that we're bringing attention to it because it stands out right. for how incongruous it is. You have somebody who was deemed capable of playing in an NFL game, but then was sent to the hospital because he experienced blurred vision later. How successful, exactly. how sound is the process yeah. if it's not detecting these kinds of symptoms before they get worse and have to require hospitalization yeah it's crazy doesn't make any sense no i i i
1: actually that that bothered me throughout yesterday we were going to talk about that this morning it was one of the things i wanted to talk about because i it just we've seen this happen repeatedly with the concussion protocol and you know it's the old brian urlacher you know grab a knee and pretend like it's not your head if you're
2: if you if your head's ringing I mean, can't do that anymore. No. In a season that has seen Tua vailoa deal with his issues and what that has meant to the future of his career and how much uncertainty it now surrounds it, what it has done to the Miami Dolphins season because of his absence, these are not issues you can take lightly or dismiss. So when you see something like that from the head coach of a football Mm -hmm. team, even as he announced it and confirmed it, doesn't he have to look at it and think, what did I just say? What did we just do?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. 3, Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. That that stood out to me over everything else that happened. It it just was it was just bizarre to hear that because it made not an ounce of sense. Let's try uh we'll start with Steven. He's on the Odyssey app. Hey Steven.
5: Good morning guys. Happy New Year. You too. Happy
1: New Year to you, sir.
5: Good. Yeah. Um, uh, Molly, I uh, I know you touched a little bit on the uh, Chase Claypool diva stuff. I do yeah. kind of worry that, uh, uh, you know, maybe his football IQ uh, with all the respect uh, may not be as high as uh, as many thought to be. I, I thought that maybe being away from Mike Tomlin would do him a little bit better, mm-hmm. uh, you know, under much more mellower uh, Matt flus, But, you know, speaking of Eberflus. You know, if he's hell-bent on giving Justin Fields uh, the meaningless uh, game this Sunday, I would talk to Luke Getze and try to, you know, I don't know, just talk some senses into him because I have not been impressed with Getze the last couple of weeks ever since he made the NFL.com's list of, uh, you know, future coaches or something like that. But uh, um, what I have seen, from Getze is that he is woefully uh, undermanned and even still I don't see him adjusting his you know uh, scheme to that degree until fourth quarter when we finally had to see Fields you know adjusting and then running out of the pocket so I wouldn't uh, anoint Luke Getze just uh a head coaching, you know, superstar just yet, given what happened to his buddy, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Steven. Yeah,
2: yeah, I wouldn't pair those two guys together. I think the Bears got the right Packer assistant <laughs> Holy cow. in the off season. Luke Getzey has done things. Every offensive coordinator is going to call plays that don't make any sense and going to alienate the fan base. But overall, I think he's had a very positive season because he has unlocked uh, the – the he's on the potential to Justin Fields yep. we have seen on occasions on enough occasions to think that the Bears are going to believe in him moving forward, and that is in part because of Luke Getzi. It's mostly because of Justin Fields, but don't I, I don't think that Luke Getze's had a bad year.
1: No, no, and and I mean we had a texter say that uh, that that the Bears have been kind of discovered that that found out the last uh, couple of weeks we've seen uh, Justin Fields slowed down and not able to do things. Justin Fields had a hundred and something yards rushing yesterday. He had 105 yards in the first quarter,
2: right? Was yeah. it more than that? 105. I mean, give me a break. That's a hell of a quarter for a quarterback. Yeah. All that talk about how the bills had come up with the exactly. game plan and the, oh, the blueprint. And, the and, then and then in the first quarter, he has a hundred yards rushing about that blueprint. Let's yeah, rip yeah. it up. I, come on, man. <laughs> that, that's
1: that's goofy. It, it. That is just the goofy way of looking at it. 312 644 67 Back with your calls. It's Mully and Haw on the score.